Huddenfield was a peaceful town. And then one Halloween night many years ago, all of that was lost. Michael Myers was pure evil. He took our dreams and turned them into nightmares. As he was locked away in his prison, I disappeared into mine. And then as I predicted, 40 years later he escaped and Haddonfield was once again forced to confront this man in a mask. Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 73, recorded October 16th, 2022. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're going to do some seasonal movie talk this time around. Seasonal. Spooky season. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the uh, the latest Halloween film, Halloween Ends, or does it? Uh, probably. probably uh, well, maybe. This sto- I think this storyline has ended, but there will probably be more Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah. How they make it work, I don't know, but that's not my job. And uh, further in keeping with the season, we're going to do some more uh, more skeletons out of our respective movie closets, mm-hmm. picking up uh, some. Some influential horror films that we uh, we hadn't seen before. I've got a couple, and uh, and believe it or not, folks, Andrew's got some too. I know, I know. I have. I can't see everything. I have. I have. No, nope, nobody's seen everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So let's get started with Halloween Ends, which is the third entry. Or no, that's not right. This is the well, it's the third entry in this trilogy, but it's actually the fourth entry for this storyline. And this is the third, fourth entry in the Halloween franchise in that the first Halloween 4 was actually the third entry of that Michael Myers timeline because Halloween 3 was was outside of that. Halloween 5 would be the first, fourth entry in regard to that Michael Myers timeline. But that all got askewed um, when they made Halloween H2O, which was the third movie in that timeline ignoring four five and six um being a direct sequel to halloween 2 with jamie lee curtis but then this particular batch of halloween movies are are their own direct sequels to the first movie ignoring halloween 2 even though there is a shot from halloween 2 in halloween kills so this is the third fourth movie in the sequences halloween resurrection being the last fourth movie we had that's not confusing at all. I appreciate you following along with that and also appreciate if you did it. Yeah, yeah. We we touched on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when we did the first of these, the sequel mm-hmm. to Halloween, Halloween, four years ago, was it? Yep, um, yep, four years, yep, 2018. Uh-huh. And I don't think we covered Halloween Kills, so we're going to just kind of quickly give our thoughts on that. Um, how did you feel about Halloween Kills, Tim? I didn't hate it. <laughs> I I kind of hated it. Um, well, I didn't. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. That that's a for sure. I definitely didn't like it. I uh, I brought up my letterbox review for it just to kind of give you an idea of how I how I felt about it, and I'll just read that to everyone. I went in not expecting much, and I was still disappointed. About yeah. fifteen minutes into the flick, I thought this is taking too long, and that did not change. I'm not sure if this is better than Halloween Resurrection, and Halloween Resurrection probably is the worst one of the bunch. 
I had fun, I guess. Jim Cummings plays cops a lot. And uh, yeah, so uh, if I was going to give it a grade, I would say that was probably a D plus for me. <laughs> um, uh, I did. I will say I liked this new one a little bit more. Um, I'm not 100 sure, 100 sure if I liked it, but I didn't dislike it, if you know what I mean. So, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So this movie picks up not exactly. It picks up four years after Halloween Kills ends. So Halloween Kills was more of the night he came home again and and somehow michael myers has survived four years underground after being shot stabbed had an iron thrown at him i think maybe i imagined that um there was definitely someone in the mob of people with an iron and they she was going to do business but i don't know if she got to Mm -hmm. um either way he's been living with pennywise for four years and (laughs) he's uh been doing his thing and everyone in haddonfield has moved on or have they that's the question so some of them maybe have, some of them maybe haven't, and then there's a movie. So the main focus of this movie is this guy, Corey, who in the intervening time between Halloween, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, a year after Halloween Kills, he is babysitting a precocious, shall we say, young child who gets <laughs> accidentally killed during a childhood prank Um and so, and Corey was going to be this like engineer and his life gets totally derailed and everyone in the town hates him. And uh, yeah, so we're getting, we get quite a lot of story time with Corey and a little bit less with Lori. I kind of wish they picked names that didn't rhyme. I'm and sure they did that on purpose. I'm sure they did. I'm just saying, I kind of wish they had it now. <laughs> and, and Allison, who is uh, Laurie's granddaughter, who has been in the other two movies, this is Judy mm-hmm. Greer's um, daughter, um, has been living with Laurie since Judy Greer got killed at the end of Halloween Kills. Not that I blame her. Probably wanted to do something else with her career. Yep. And yep, I love Judy Greer. It's always great when she's <laughs> in things. Um, wish she was in better things because she deserves better things. But anyway, so Allison and Laurie have a pretty good dynamic. They live together. Allison works at the hospital, Haddonfield Memorial. And Lori has been trying to get through everything has been seems to be on a good side of things seems to be okay. I don't 100% buy her celebrating Halloween. um, But the other therapeutic things eh, that seems fair. How about you talk about those, Tim? Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like she's she's clearly working through all of all of the past trauma from at, at least three of the previous films, if not all of the previous films here. But, Jamie Lee Curtis probably brings her own subtextual thing from the other movie she was in, but the yeah. character here is only yeah. the previous yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's working through that. And I, I feel like it's managed, but it's it's not gone. It's it's clearly still there. And it doesn't mm-hmm. take much to to scratch the surface and and bring that back out because when things start happening, she immediately goes there. I mean, she's she's not wrong, but mm-hmm. yeah. And things took a while to get going in this movie too like it did halloween kills the last act of halloween kills is absolutely nuts um the last act of this is not so nuts but um uh, what we're mostly given is a a how the town of haddonfield treats laurie and Corey, and that's interesting to me because it is it kind of shows its own curse of michael myers but not curse of michael myers as in halloween six but like Curse of Michael Myers and how it messes with the town and kind of poisons the personalities of everyone there. And that that's interesting. That's something that that works well for me, I would say. Um, I like the yeah. idea. I've always liked the idea of a small town being a little evil. Um, that's, a, <laughs> that's a thing that really speaks to me for whatever reason. Um, I mean, I have my reasons, but I'm not going to 
go into them. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's something that that I felt really works here. I think um, Jamie Lee Curtis's performance is pretty good, and and you know um, you know the guy playing Corey and Allison, their their performances are are, are also pretty good. But yeah. there's if anything, they're kind of hindered by things that are lacking in that storyline. But we can we can get into that. I don't know what worked for you, Tim. Uh, so the the things that you said worked, I I think mostly also worked for me. The I, I think the idea of you know like like you said this this sort of curse, you know, not 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 capital C curse, not necessarily yeah. something supernatural, but maybe supernatural. That's that's here, and that's kind of interesting. I felt like it could have been explored more mm-hmm. um but i also feel like that might have cheapened it a bit if if they had I, yeah it's 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 a weird thing i i feel like the film went in a, a few different directions and it sort of came together at the end but i i, I don't know it, it felt messy to me mm-hmm. uh i i agree there were lots of good performances in it you know including of course jamie lee curtis yeah i actually i i like Andy Matichek in this as yeah, as well for for the most part, but like you said, you, there there's some some script problems here that that kind of bring that down. Yeah, so. yeah, and so like kind of going to the things that don't work is that the that there's some. I am willing to believe that Allison and Corey would be friends in the fact that they are both having to deal with a town that sucks, um, and they're both you know a town that sees them a certain way. Um, yeah, I, I can buy that. I don't exactly buy a romantic relationship with them, um, which the they go through great pains to make. And that I think is a kind of a script problem. And I don't know if that's just like kind of like, I don't know if it's like a 100% of like a lack of chemistry between the actors, because I don't know if it's exactly that. I just think it's just not quite there yet. Um, and that kind of hurts the movie for me. There's Laurie's really sidelines, which is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like we kind of need a little bit more of her in this in order for it to really work. But I do like the fact that it's kind of a smaller movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't as, cause I mean, there were like so many people in, in Halloween kills. So yeah, I kind of like is... that this one kind of narrows the focus, but still could narrow it more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have to agree. Yeah. There is, there was, there was a lot going on in, in Halloween kills and a lot of baggage so for much. a lot of yeah. characters and it's like that, no one piece of that was was really far off base it was just so much to carry in in one movie mm-hmm. here it's like okay they they paired it back a lot from that but could have could have gone a little bit further and and made it a little little tighter and i think this would have still been a better movie yeah i kind of feel like all three of these movies are probably a good 15 minutes too long yeah and could probably use a tightening and that's at least it's part of the course there um earlier this week i watched uh george washington david gordon green's first movie uh, as just sort of like oh this will be a fun little compare and contrast and the funny thing is is that movie also involves someone who accidentally kills a a, a kid albeit they have a much different outcome all all told but uh, i felt i felt like that was very interesting and and that movie also has just a lot of random, interesting little characters, not unlike the characters we see in Halloween Kills. They're just not dying at the end of their, their little <laughs> bits. Um, so I don't know, like uh, all in all, I like I said at the early part, I, I don't know if I like it, but I don't dislike it. I kind of enjoyed the big swing of focusing on on Corey and and Allison as like a different conduit to see how this sort of stuff would mess with somebody 
but at the same time, I'm not sure it fully gels all the way. Yeah, I I, I feel like they they skip probably a couple of steps in in developing that that relationship. Yeah, that's so, that's that's it. That's part of why yeah, I don't like, buy it I, very well. Yeah, yeah, they 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 work well enough on screen together, but it's it's like they they just sort of jumped ahead quite a bit, very very quickly. Which is a thing you do in movies, but at the same time, sure. like there's a way to do it to help us buy it a little bit better. Oh well, yeah. The it was entertaining. Yeah, I thought the for the actual horror aspects of things, like the kills are interesting. The soundtrack is really good, actually. I think I like the I like yeah. you know the you know John Carpenter, his son, and uh, Dave Davies's son. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, with the their score is pretty good. And I also just like the song selection. Any movie that uses the cramps, I'm going to you know enjoy to a certain extent and yeah all in all i would say if uh since you know if halloween kills is a d plus this is probably a c minus i do think it's a slightly better movie um at the same time though is it a it's a it's an okay halloween movie but maybe not like a great movie for halloween if you know what i mean yeah like, yeah this isn't like, gonna like give within me... the franchise this is okay but as yeah. as you know outside of that franchise for the holiday for the season it's yeah 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 yeah. that's how i feel at least how about you um i'm very much in the same camp yeah i I don't know that i would have gone as low as a d plus for uh for the previous film for for halloween kills i feel like all three of these sort of aspire to be a little more than than what they end up being and i Mm -hmm. i can appreciate that i don't feel like they quite got there with any of them yeah. really i appreciate um, the swings yeah 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 it's like okay yeah good good try didn't quite mm-hmm. work but i i respect what you were were going for here i mean and these are you know at at their core you know still rooted in sort of the the cheap you know b-movie you know slasher horror kind of thing. So that's that's where this comes from yeah, you're you're trying to elevate it and and give it another more meaningful layer on yeah. top of that and it doesn't all work so these are these are all kind of in a in a c range for me yeah, just just from the I'm get-go at. and they never really rise or fall much from that in my yeah. estimation a thing i will credit i will give it um is i do enjoy the fact that the easter eggs aren't as egregious in this one yeah uh, they, they were pretty bad in the first one and i feel like in the second one too and there there are <laughs> easter eggs in this one but they're not as like like tim said in the first one they really hang a lantern on it and i, I yep. feel like they didn't really do it this time and i kind of enjoy the like terrence malick badlands approach of doing this but i i don't know if it gets there all the way this movie was written by four different people and i'm kind of wondering if they were putting like another movie into this universe which isn't necessarily a bad thing but yeah all in all I've watched worse Halloween movies. I'm not sure if I have. I don't know if you have. Yeah, you have. Is... I, yeah, I, I have seen exactly four movies out of this franchise. Yeah, you have as, seen this continuity. As, yeah, yeah. As 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 of now, we have discussed all four of them here on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the original is pretty good for what it is. That that holds up okay. Not great, but okay. And so, yeah, I, 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 would, I, I would say yeah. it's great, but uh, yeah, I, I, I get why it casts a long shadow. I I, yeah. I would say good. You know, particularly for for what it is, I don't know about great necessarily, but but yeah, uh, these uh, less so. <laughs> yeah, I don't see these having that much influence to put it that way. But then again, like it rarely does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
if uh, if you're complete if you're I I will put it to you this way if uh, if you've been invested in these movies uh, watch it on Peacock. Yep. <laughs> Not sure it's worth going to the theater for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's what I did. All right. With that, we're going to go into some some uh, some of the deep dark reaches of our cinephile closets and air out some skeletons. And uh, this is some of our spooky season skeletons. Uh, yep. Every. Yep. Every October, um, I would love to be the kind of person that has the time to watch a scary movie every day in October. I know that that's like a big thing on the internet, but I don't really have the time. So I try to watch 13 new to me horror movies. So movies that I haven't seen. So that's kind of what I do. Um, But Tim here, he decided to actually watch a couple of uh, big classics that he hadn't gotten around to. So tell us about that, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's probably fair at this point to call both of these classics. Um, They're they're old enough, which makes me feel even older. Well, and they're um, pretty genre defining defining at the time. They are. They, they, they really too. are. Yeah. Yeah. So these these made a lot of waves in in horror at the time and mm-hmm. have, have continued to do so. In the, the last few days have watched two movies by Wes Craven that I had not seen before because as as previously discussed, horror is not really my beat mm-hmm. just in general. But starting with uh, the the earlier of the two pieces Please, God. This is God. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Woo! Woo. Slasher horror kind of scares with a, a supernatural bent to them. Um, you know, lots of some neat practical effects, mostly most especially for 84, yeah. Yeah, particularly for 84 and on on also very clearly not much of a budget at all. The the money they did have for this movie was was well spent. But yeah, really it's it's a string of these these set pieces. Um yeah, most of them are actually fairly creative and and there's some some solid tension to it. That doesn't stop it from still feeling kind of cheesy at times in, in my and opinion. That's... That's the 80s, Which man. It, yeah. it, it, it is. It, it really is the 80s. Um, one one thing I remarked on for, for production value, so the, the opening sequence that, that plays under the the titles at the beginning is is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, lots lots of atmosphere there, pretty effective. The titles themselves. Yeah, felt... like the font. It took me a while to understand what he was yeah. talking about when he was doing this, but he means like the actual font. Yeah. Yeah. Felt that felt to me like that was cheaply produced. You know, af- after it's, uh, this, this is a you know, pretty good, you know, little horror sequence for, for the open. The titles made it feel kind of cheaper because I, I feel like they didn't have as much money for that. Which makes point. me wonder, like, like about other '80s movies in general. Because and actually, yeah, yeah, some some '80s movies, it's like this is just what this is. You know, it's a yeah. low to mid budget '80s movies. This is kind of what the titles looked like at the time. But some of this made me think direct to video, even in the early to mid '80s. And this is one of the earliest productions for New Line, who had just had just started becoming a production studio. They had been a distribution place for a long time, and I think that. That that's got to be part of it. That it's still like this independent studio at the time. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I hear what um, you're saying. Yeah, they clearly understood the you know less is more concept for for scary. You you mm-hmm. rarely get much of a a good look at uh, at the villain Freddy Krueger in in this film. In I I I I couldn't help but note in in the titles was 
that the the character was called Fred Krueger rather yep. than Freddy here. He doesn't get called Freddy until I guess he calls himself Freddy at one point in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Characters in the in the movie call him Freddy at at different points. Not yeah. every time, but he is called mm-hmm. Freddy at but credited yeah, as you know Fred Krueger. Yeah, when um, she takes the hat out of her dreams, like Fred Krueger, mom. Like, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So. Yeah, never really get much of a, a good look at, at him, which is is good, scarier that way, more mysterious. Uh, yeah, also applies to some of the, the the gore shots. It's like, you know, just just real quick little cut there and see, don't don't linger on it too much. Movie definitely gets bloody. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one very particular scene. Yeah, very bloody. Yep. Um, not not much until you know later. They're they're kind of sparing the the movie builds as yeah. as it goes on, which you know also is good. There was a like there's there's one particularly early bloody sequence that they had to cut a blood splash to get the R rating. Mm. Um, like when uh, when Tina falls from like onto the bed, there was like a big splash of blood that they had to cut back in order to get a to get an R rating. All of this is so silly um, <laughs> that those are the things you got to do. However, yeah. when when Johnny Depp dies and there's a big geyser of blood, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe because it's more cartoonish. It it was that that was very cartoonish. It's like, yeah, yeah, can't can't help but think, huh? How'd they do that? Because yeah, it 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 almost you know doesn't quite look like blood. It looks you know more like slightly too warm Jello. That's that's Mm -hmm. yeah, not not quite solidified anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It always that movie. There's a there's a Lionel Richie music video where he does the same kind of like dancing up the walls thing because it's the same apparatus like a room on mm-hmm. wheel, not on wheels but like a room a room that they can like spin around basically yeah yeah cage. which is a, yeah. a trick that, that kubrick had used like 20 years earlier yeah yeah totally um so like it's actually uh it's not it's easy to figure out but not easy to execute mm-hmm. <laughs> it is uh mm-hmm. yeah so yeah all of that you know fairly effective here this this does have a problem that it was again lots and lots of movies of the time did mm-hmm. this where you had multiple fake out endings and the mm-hmm. last one is really kind of a head scratcher it's like okay, okay if you're you're not you know really paying too much attention to the mechanics that could be an effective scare but it's like huh wait wait what's what's going on there kind of a moment and it's like this is this is not specific to this film this is not a criticism of just this movie this is how movies were mm-hmm. this movie was no exception for for all of its strengths for for all that it has cast a long shadow in in genre film it still had this flaw yeah i think that kind of can get away with it a little bit better than other places because it's a dream and has dream logic to like fall back on yeah um, but that only takes you so far yeah yeah. Um, I love it. It's uh, one of my favorites. Um, I, yeah, like uh, it's, I would, it's a movie I would watch as like, as a Friday night scary time. And we had it taped off of TV. So it had like <laughs> dumb commercials. And uh, yeah, so like I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart. I, I would say that the, when it comes to like the big genre, the big franchises, which I, which are really just, um, I mean, you could lump in uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you could lump in um, Hellraiser, but, or, or maybe Child's Play, but like the big three have always been, you know, Friday the 13th, 
Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. And I have always felt that the the Elm Street franchise is like the best of the bunch in that it has movies that are all generally at least very imaginative and very interesting. Whereas like Halloween is like just all over the place. It has the best first movie, um, but that's about it. And then yeah. what I what I can say for Friday the 13th movies is that they are at least consistent. They know what they're doing. They're staying in their lane. They, they And if you're into that, you're into that. Like, I'm not into, like, fast car movies. I have no interest in watching Vin Diesel drive a car. But, you know, <laughs> watching a guy wield a machete, I'm into that. So, like, okay. that's, if it's yeah. what you're into, it's what you're into. And, and in reality, like, the slasher boom that happened in the 80s, all of them were trying to, although... Friday the 13th is aping Halloween. All the other slashers were aping Friday the 13th. So, yeah. yeah, if I, yeah. But if I was going to tell anyone, like, the best of the franchises is Nightmare on Elm Street. And, and Freddy definitely changes throughout that because he's still scary in one and to a lesser extent, too. But once you get to Dream Warriors, he's kind of MTV's Freddy, which I like, but at the same time is not exactly scary. So... Yeah, yeah, it's is is effectively scary here. You know the the things they do with him, they they do well. This is one that I might revisit occasionally, mm-hmm. not not frequently at all. But yeah, I I, I get this. It's yeah. it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what about the other one you watched? Ah, so uh, this going into it, I felt was a little more likely to uh, to tickle my fancy because. It's uh, it's very self-aware, has, <laughs> has a lot of you know self self-commentary and is in on the joke with the audience. This is from 1996. Uh, hello. Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Uh, I don't think so. Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. Scream. Ah. Yep. <laughs> very, uh, very '90s. This movie, but putting that yeah, aside for so for the 90s. moment. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if 90s movies are more their decade than 80s movies. I don't know. I can tell when an 80s movie is an 80s movie, but <laughs> there are just some, I don't know, maybe it's because I really grew up in the 90s. I can just see it and I have yeah. very little nostalgia for that time. I, and, I think there are probably yeah. prime examples of both. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. so, yeah, this this is, you know, very clearly the, the work of, you know, a, a filmmaker who's been been doing this for a while longer has got more yep. experience yep. yeah plays plays with all the tropes is is very self-aware of them and yeah, executes them well at the same time that it's, mm-hmm. it's like oh, we're, we're, we're gonna do this bit now and it warns you that it's coming and and still does it and it's 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 all the beats it's like you know the beats that are coming even without being warned and then it does warn you but this this is still pretty effective yeah in mm, Here's 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 a here's a weird sort of sort of analog. Um, okay. So one of the reasons the Muppets work so well, telling <laughs> all their fall the Muppets eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I I know I know. It's it's but, okay. It's okay. But I love it. it. But yeah, I mean, it's, 
this is, is because the the Muppets as characters are in on all the bad jokes that they're telling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, does does that with the audience? So it's like they're they're sympathizing with the audience and scream at at least the first one because it's the only one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Kind of does that too. It does. It does, and it does, and that carries through all the other movies. And uh, yeah, they add, and they'll add the uh, they'll add the edit. The, they'll they'll be an even extra layer of meta stuff is because that there's movies based on what happens in Scream in the later sequels. In the sequels, yeah. Yeah. And so movies like within the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's an added thing to that as as it progresses. The uh, I'm a I've like I saw let's see, I went the I saw Scream in the theater way back in 1996. And then I saw it again, I believe in 2006 as a midnight movie. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure. And then I, and I watched it fairly recently with the the new movie coming out or the, the, the new movie that came out this year. And I don't know, I've, it's always, I've always been a big fan of it. I, this movie made nineties horror a thing again, because at the time things had kind of like gone nowhere. Um, all the big franchises had been in the dirt and yeah, there, there'd you know, been a lot of sequels. Yeah. Jason had gone to hell and, and we, ha- and Wes Craven had kind of made a, kind of like a precursor to Scream called Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is with Freddy Krueger, but that's looking at Freddy Krueger in a very different way than the other movies were. And like, because of this, you know, Kevin Williamson, who had been cutting his teeth on Dawson's Creek, he, you know, wrote this. And then out of this, we get all these other kind of like meta horror films, like, like Urban Legend and The Faculty and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it kind of re recharges the genre at the time and so much so that you know halloween h2o has has a lot in debt to to scream um i think and like i believe that will uh, williamson even worked on the script a little bit so it's like it was a big deal and it still is a big deal yeah so in in keeping with the the self-awareness i mean the performances for the most part are really really over the top cheesy <laughs> it's 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 intentional everyone knows exactly what this is that they're doing and yeah, it Jamie works. Kennedy uh, definitely could take it down a couple of levels yeah yeah he he could um and, and maybe Matthew Lillard but I kind of I'm kind of all right I, I, yeah I I was I was all right with with that from Matthew Lillard specifically mm-hmm. because it's like uh, out of all of these characters it's like he is clearly the most unhinged from the word go mm-hmm. yeah I, I I found that credible from from him nev campbell being nev campbell is is the the protagonist here and is fairly grounded mm-hmm. uh you know not not so over the top for the most part yeah, a cu- couple of moments maybe but yeah that at that sort of works to to cut the the rest of it so it's 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 not too concentrated she is a teenager going through a lot yeah in that movie so yeah you can yeah. cut her some slack. Yeah. Uh, there is a reason why Clipping wrote a song called 96, not Nev Campbell um, off of this movie. So like there's a, yeah, she's uh she's pretty great. In it. So like, that's, that's a movie I would like watch also, you know, I had the VHS of it. So that was one that me and my buddies would watch a fair amount. Um, I'm surprised I never got you to watch it, Tim, now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, this is, this yeah. is, this is weird that I somehow didn't see this one until now. It's just, just one of those things. So which one do you think was like a better Halloween time movie? I'm like, I would lean more towards Nightmare on Elm Street myself, but yeah, yeah, I I think I would too in general, like for, Mm -hmm. for me, uh, enjoyed if, if that's the right word, (laughs) not, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I got more out of scream. I, I appreciated it more 
you know, be, because it, it did all these mm-hmm. things while also, you know, winking and, and nodding and, yeah. and all of that at the audience. Yeah. That that's, that's, that's a thing for me. So I, I liked that about it. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, uh, for, you know, you know, more, more plain, you know, straight kind of scary, semi cheesy horror. Yeah. Night nightmare on Elm street is, is going to be a, a better pick if, if that's really what you want for a lot of people. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I, I like both of them very much. Um, I don't know if I could really decide which one I have a favorites more. So I may just split the difference and say Wes Craven's new nightmare. Um, yeah. <laughs> because that's that's the meta Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So where, where Freddy Krueger isn't really Freddy Krueger. He is just some entity that likes the guise of Freddy Krueger, which sounds kind of heavy and a little cheesy. Um, but, uh, you know, it works in the movie. And Heather yeah. Langenkamp comes back as... Heather Lingenkamp, Robert England plays <laughs> Robert England. Um, it's uh, you know I, I'm a big fan of that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a couple of bits. It's like okay, that that strains credibility a little bit, but it's that kind of movie. So yeah, you gotta you gotta have your um the the, the what am I you gotta have that suspension of disbelief suspension of disbelief. Every, every yeah. genre has their own level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The there was a, a bit with a garage door that. Oh yeah, that can't happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 took me out of the movie a little bit. It was like, yeah, no. Yeah, but... that's, that's not how it works, but it's, it makes for a good good kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of movies that were that fit the Halloween season pretty well, I just watched two movies of my, you know, of my 13 movies that I try to watch every year that are that are new to me. I ended up going with But where does imagination end and reality begin? What is this twilight? This half-world of the mind that you profess to know so much about. How can we differentiate between the powers of darkness and the powers of the mind? It's either called Curse of the Demon or Night of the Demon. Um, It's directed by Jacques Tenier, who's the director of uh, Out of the Past, uh, a very important film noir. Mm. This is a movie about Dana Andrews, and it takes place around Halloween time. It's in England. Um, It's kind of a witchy movie. And it is about Dana Andrews comes comes to England to, like, talk about hypnosis and he gets swept up in this occult conspiracy that may or may not kill him if he doesn't like get ri- if he doesn't solve the mystery. Um, I'm not going to get too spoilery about it, but um, I finally understood the lines from science fiction double feature having watched this movie. Like I thought it was one thing, but it turns out it, it, it is that one thing. But it is also um, yeah. now that I've seen it, um, and it's got some some pretty good mood to it. It's got like the the demon that you see is actually really cool looking, and it's got a lot of a lot of just general atmosphere, cool use of fog, things like that. And um, definitely recommend um, if you can find it. It's uh, in either version is probably fine. I watched the British version, which is slightly longer than the American. Um, I believe the American version is Curse of the Demon, and the British version is Night of the Demon. But and and then after that, I finally saw after now I had seen Black Sabbath directed by Mario Bava. But this time I saw his his first all the way horror film because he had he had uh, co-directed a previous horror film. So his first solo horror film. No. No. Gray Abbey. It's I who repudiate you. And in the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. Go ahead. Tie me down to the stake, but you will never escape my hunger, nor that of Satan! Black Sunday. And not to be confused with Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is a different movie. Same guy, though. And um, Black Sunday is, it's kind of like a witchy movie, but it also has vampires. 
So it's uh, also called the Mask of Satan. <laughs> this, uh, and I actually kind of wonder if like Hocus Pocus kind of took from this to a certain extent. So a witch is you know accused and uh, and is about to be burned to the stake, but then uh, but then but then she can't get burned to the stake. So they just instead hammered this mask mask of Satan on her on her on her face, and then like there's this whole thing about how like she gets accidentally rewoken, just like in Hocus Pocus, and then and then with her she also brings in some vampires who are. You know coming about and causing a muck and barbara Steele plays both the witch and the like heroine and it's uh it's very very 1960 gothic movie it's uh it's in black and white and it very much reminded me of like a roger corman poe movie and this is the same year as house of usher i think and so i can see why american international pictures ended up distributing it because they had also done those poe movies and uh it has so much atmosphere it's got creepy graveyards it's got fog it's got creepy trees it's uh, a really good mood of a movie it's uh, the kind of thing that you could probably like watch and enjoy for what it is but it's also a movie you could just have on in the background at your halloween party and it would just establish a very good just creepy mood and uh, yeah so they're both uh, that one's a little bit easier to get a hold of because I think it's in the public domain, I, I think. So I think you can probably find it on archive or streaming just about anywhere. And that's another thing where there's like various different versions of it. But to be honest, it's it's not going to be that big of a difference. Um, like, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, in, in theory, there's a version of it in Italian because it was a movie produced in Italy. But it was by, you know, it's all dubbed. So everyone looks a little, no matter which version of the movie you watch, even if it is in English or if it's in the original Italian they're 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 looping the dialogue so it never 100% matches up anyway no matter what version of the movie you watch and that kind of adds to the, the like dreamlike stuff to it as well so i don't know but yeah of the two black sunday is probably probably a more interesting halloween watch but curse of the demon is a is a good time too so yeah those are those are tim and my's halloween recommendations for you <laughs> as we air out some skeletons and now i got to got to go let them run amok and and dust off some other ones as the month progresses. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be doing a little bit of that myself as well. So that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My mom and dad are gonna be so-